Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome to Grown Up Kids and to the first day of Podmas. Insert Christmas music here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And joining us for this first very festive podcasty day is our good friend Steph. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you guys? Very Good. good. So... Today, I think quite appropriately, we're going to be talking about White Wilderness, which is yeah, that works true, out really well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a true life adventure film all about basically the North Pole, mm-hmm. right? Santa. Claus. I mean, Santa, right? Polar bears, reindeer. It's all in there. Yep. So it's time for the thirty second Disney Dash. Are you going first? Sure. I actually wrote one down this time. You know. Well, this is, I did not. This <laughs> is the first time I'm going to wing it. <laughs> Misprepared over here. Mm, you know, it's a special occasion. First day. First day of Podmas. Katie, were you month. a straight A student? Were you like she always totally handing was. in your homework on time? Oh, yeah. And yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> regular old Hermione over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get you ready, Meg. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. On your mark, mm-hmm. this is the first 30-second Disney Dash of Podmas. I know. I want to do it justice. Get set. Go. So we start with some really pretty illustrations of glaciers, and they teach us how the glaciers, like, carved out certain areas of the country. And then we learn about the animals that live in that climate. So we see polar bears, lemmings, caribou, and reindeer, wolves, seals, walrus, uh, and that's about it. And... Yeah, we get to know, like, how they live and their... about the babies and stuff. 27. <laughs> I mean, that was the movie. <laughs> that was perfect. Shout out to the baby polar bears. Oh, so cute. They were so cute. Yeah, oh, we were. were, like, freaking out the whole time. Um, Steph, would you like to go next or last? Sure, sure, I can go next. All right. First time winging it. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> She's a pro now. Yeah. <laughs> set go so we start with like snow melting and beautiful glaciers in the north and then there's an avalanche with some dramatic and epic music we see tons and tons of animals including walruses polar bears lemmings committing mass suicide what <laughs> spinning ducks jagger birds golden eye ducks muskox caribou offspray wolves wolverines and irma which is a type of weasel and then that's about it. It's really cool. <laughs> Mike, like, stopped it and started it again. <laughs> it was like 23-ish seconds. Yeah. Good job. Good. I'm like, how did this movie end? I just watched it. I don't remember how it really ends. I totally forgot about the Wolverines. They were B.A. So did I. They were kind of They were kind of yeah. psycho. Yeah. They reminded yeah. me of, like, like the, um, the rep that, like, Tasmanian devils get, where they're just, like, bad. You know what I mean? They're just mean. Yeah, just mean. Oh, I need my timer again. I'm sorry. You know, there's a third person here. All right. Need to do my 30 seconds. (laughs) Okay, go. What? (laughs) All right, go. 
White Wilderness is another oh true life adventure. We learn all about the Ice Age, extinct animals, and how life thrives in a frozen tundra. We also follow polar bears, uh, walrus, walruses, seals, wolves, lemmings, rest in peace, and other animals, and get to see the cute little babies. 16 seconds. Very good, very good. Thank you. That was good. All right, so some history here. Um, this is an American-Canadian nature documentary that was produced by Walt Disney Productions in 1958. Uh, it is noted mostly for its propagation of the misconception of lemming suicide. Yep. Hashtag, it's not a thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the film was directed by James Alger and narrated by Winston Hibbler. It was filmed on location in Canada over the course of three years, and it did win the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Even though it's full of lies. I yes. was going to say, that kind of, when I read the doc and I saw that, I was like, that kind of bugged me because it's not yeah. even, like, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, some and, like, of it is, but, like, this huge part of it isn't. Yeah, like you'd think like a documentary feature, they would want it to be fact-checked and make sure that it's telling you real things. So it's not a true life yeah. adventure, it's a fake life adventure. <laughs> yeah. So James Alger was a former Disney animator and animation director who took charge as the primary writer and director of the true life documentaries all the way from Seal Island through the Living Desert and the Vanishing Prairie. Um, so Alger made use of a number of nature documentarians to the raw wildlife footage he would shape into the finished film, including Urban Lewis Chris Chrysler or Chrysler, um, who had previously photographed scenes for the Olympic elk and the Vanishing Prairie. I think that just so people know, like we didn't cover Seal Island or the Olympic elk. I believe that those are considered short films, so they mm -hmm. weren't on the list, but they're still a part of the True Life Adventure like documentary series. Just for clarification. So they were assigned the task of filming the migration of the caribou through the Killick Valley of Alaska's Brooks Range, the northernmost mountain range in North America, and they took up residence in a cabin overlooking the valley to um, await the herds. So during their stay over the Alaskan summer, so if it's an Alaskan summer, that means that there's like no night, right? Yes. Yeah. I had a friend who lived in Alaska, and yeah, it's daylight more than it's um i don't think it's always like no night it's just like you might only have darkness for like a couple hours and it might not be complete darkness but hmm. yeah that does happen in the summer there because i know that, like just the other day it started where like there was a town in alaska that was not going to see sun for like 65 days or something like that yeah in the winter so. time and even here like where i am it's obviously not that dramatic but like we have this time of year, it's way darker for way longer. Like, it's dark till about 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, wow. And so sun up is 9 and sun down is about 4, 4.30. So, like, I go to work in the dark and I come home in the dark. And that's right. and then, but in the summertime, it's the opposite where it's, like, daylight till 10.30 at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so during their stay over the Alaskan summer, they're sole lifeline to the outside world was periodic drops of supplies from a small bush plane. Um, they also photographed wolves, foxes, and grizzly bears, including scenes of animal families with young cubs. So it is, in the words of Winston Hibbler, who was the narrator, a story of life meeting and conquering the bleakest environment on earth. 
So the film is filled with images of walrus, polar bears, lemmings, loons, wolves, grizzly bears. Are there grizzly bears? I don't remember seeing grizzly bears. Yeah, there's bears. one at the very, it's one, there's one near the end. Oh, okay. Man, I don't remember that either. Um, I remember the What polar was he bears. going after? He was going after something, but I can't remember what. Hmm. Yeah, there is one at the end huh. and he is, he's approaching something, but I can't remember what it is. Hmm. It, maybe it's the Wolverine, but I could be wrong. To watch it again. <laughs> um, and oh, and caribou, and there are also again scenes of animal families, with an emphasis on the cute shenanigans of the pups and cubs of the wolves and the polar bears, as well as packs on the hunt, migrating herds and pods of whales in the open waters before the winter freeze. Did you read that title here? Yeah. Next up is fun facts with Katie, or not very fun facts for this week. Insert <laughs> angry face here. Yeah. <laughs> Because when I went to look up facts, none of them were fun, and literally the only facts, aside from, like, what Meg had in her history of, like, where it was shot and all that, is all of this controversy about these lemmings. So when I, mm-hmm. when I watched the lemmings, when I watched this movie... <coughs> that was so sad. Was so sad. So, like, they explain it like, oh, like, every seven to ten years, they kind of become overpopulated, because they just reproduce, 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 like rabbits, you know? And then there's so many, they get this driving force to just move on move on move on and then they they're on an island so eventually they come to a cliff and they still have this need to go so then they just jump over the cliff and then they fall in water and they think it's a lake so they try and swim but it's really an ocean and then they die and then it shows this whole scene of these floating dead lemmings and it's really sad <laughs> like yeah, it it's hurt kind my of heart not right <laughs> Like, you see all these cute little animals, like, oh, they look like little dwarf hamsters, and then they all die, and it literally tears your heart out. So, I'm gonna read this because I just pasted it in here because I wanted to get all the facts right about this controversy. So, my reaction to this was, wait, what? So, this picture was filmed in Alberta, Canada, which is not a native habitat for lemmings, first of all. Error number one. Uh, they were imported from Manitoba for use Manitoba. In, Manitoba in the, for use in the film. <laughs> and were purchased from Inuit children. Inuit. 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 Yeah, by the filmmakers. So here they are buying these poor little things, making them look like they live somewhere else. So they were placed on a snow-covered turntable and filmed from various angles to make that migration sort of sequence. So here I am thinking, oh, it's overrun by all these cute animals. No, they're just, they're faking it all. Um, So afterwards, the helpless little creatures were transported to a cliff overlooking a river and herded into the water. The entire sequence was faked using a handful of lemmings deceptively photographed to create the illusion of a large herd of migrating creatures. Um, It was this film that perpetuated the the myth and popular culture of lemming suicide, something that's never been reported to have occurred in real life. Did they actually kill these lemmings? I don't know. I don't know if that's in the rest of this. So, like, I, I, um, I found the top ten animal myths on the animal planet, and the mm-hmm. number one is, do lemmings commit suicide? And what they say on the animal planet is lemmings are in the top spot of myth because the misconceptions about these creatures are both legendary and long-standing, starting back in the 1530s when a geographer proposed that they fell from the skies during storms. These days, the most popular rumor is that lemmings commit mass suicide when they migrate, but the truth is much less dramatic. Every three or four years, their population drops 
near extinction only to skyrocket again, but the ebb and flow is a result of migration in large groups, which can include jumping off cliffs into water and swimming great distances to the point of exhaustion and even death. The, malls, the myth, also fueled by the 1958 Academy Award-winning documentary, showed that lemmings leaping to their deaths, but the scene was later busted for being staged. Myth, verdict, is that it's false. They don't create... So I guess, like, from my interpretation is that you do get some as they're migrating, going off of cliffs and swimming in water, but not to these, like, mass right. quantities. They're just migrating, and they happen to end up... And I'm sure some go into rivers and smaller bodies of water and probably can swim across and are fine <laughs> yeah right right like there's gonna be some who like you know it, lose their way like it literally makes it seem like every single one of them except for like maybe i don't know 20 stay behind and all the rest go and just like jump into the ocean yeah i mean when i saw that i was like oh my god i can't believe this is real life well, it's not. So everybody, when you watch this, but film, when you're watching it, you think it must be. Yeah, because you trust I, that it's right. Yeah, I've learned so many cool facts from these true life adventures, which is why I love them so much. Because so one, I, I love like, never would have doubted it. Yeah, and two, I love learning mm-hmm. about animals. Like when we learned about the bees and the one. Oh, the secrets that was of so life. That was so cool. So in 1982, there was a CBC, CBC television news magazine program called The Fifth Estate. And they broadcast a documentary about animal cruelty in Hollywood called Cruel Camera. And they focused on white wilderness, um, as well as some other shows, um, as well as another show called Wild Wild Kingdom. Um, So the host of the CBC program discovered that the lemming scene was not in the Arctic Ocean. It was actually at the Bow River near downtown Calgary. Mm. Um, So he interviewed a lemming expert who said... Yeah, the lemming shown in the film is not known to migrate at all, as Steph said, much less commit mass suicide. He also revealed that footage of a polar bear cub falling down an Arctic ice slope was really filmed in a Calgary film studio. This movie is just fake all over the place! So even though- That makes me sad, because that was, like, one of my favorite scenes when he's, like, going down the hill. Yeah, he was so cute. <laughs> Me and, my and I also, adorable. I was just like, oh, like I at first I was laughing, and then he got to the rocky parts, and I was like, did he hurt himself? But then he was totally fine, so I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. I know. Shane was, was watching it too? with me, and he's like, could you imagine if they played that in real time? How fast that bear would be going down oh. that hill? It'd be so <laughs> traumatic. I was like, well, I never thought of that, but thank you. I don't know if that one was fake, but definitely the one down the one of the slopes. I thought there was, that... there was a couple sequences of them. Oh, was there? Yeah, there was one where it was just snow, and then another one where, like, it fell into some rocks and... Oh. Yeah. Harsh stuff. He tumbled real good. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, little bear. Don't hurt And, yourself. like, just to... When they say it's filmed in a Calgary film studio, like, Calgary's not really that far north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Like, it's... for it being, like, a northern... Yeah. yeah movie calgary is really not very far north like in comparison to the rest of canada and the north (laughs) this is very strange um it was noted in my research of this in a couple places that it's very unlikely that any of that was authorized or approved by walt himself i don't know if that's the company coming in and like trying to protect itself or if it's true i'd like to think it was true because walt did give a lot of these true life adventure like directors and everything a lot of freedom yeah i was gonna say he gave them so much time and so much freedom to like actually get these things filmed 
it would surprise me if he was like, yeah, stage this. That's fine. Right. Mm. I, yeah. So I don't know if it's this James Alger guy making it up or, you know what I mean? I have no idea. I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> well, just to go to Walt's defense too, like in the time, like I've learned a lot about him as a, from like this podcast and I feel like even when his animated movies he has a lot of integrity and he puts a lot of research and keeping things authentic like when you look at what he put into Bambi yeah. and like the research that he put into making that movie what it was I just can't see somebody like him being the type of person who would be okay with faking something he just I feel like he had a lot more integrity to his work yeah. um, and and I just use the example of Bambi and how much he put into again a story about a, a a deer and like how authentic he tried to make that. Um, yeah. I just can't see him being okay with faking something like this. That's yeah. just my opinion. Maybe he, I mean, they could have just presented this to him and then he believed it as truth, just like we did watching it the first time until right. we looked it up, you know, and then he was like, Oh, like that's great to um, educate people. Awesome. Right. Like, you know, mm -hmm. put it in there. It's sad, but you know, it's, it's part of life. It's not. Well, and it didn't bother me as much until I found out it was fake. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm definitely like the type of person who's like, well, nature's nature. So if it's, that's the way it is, then that's fine. That's just the way nature is. That's the way it's evolved to survive in whatever form. Um, so it didn't really bother me. And then finding out it was fake, then it really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It bothered me at first just because it was sad, but then it bothered me because it was fake. Don't, yeah. don't play with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a softy. <laughs> Thanks. She's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, so, last of my fun facts. Um, this one's kind of fun, but not. So, the scene of the lemmings leafing, lemmings <laughs> leaping off of a cliff <laughs> was actually used as a political metaphor in a campaign ad promoting Andrew Monroe Rice, an Oklahoma candidate in 2008 in the U.S. Senate race. So, like, it's so, like, dramatic that they used it for, like, political propaganda. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? I would like to see that commercial, though, so if anyone knows where to find that. YouTube, <laughs> I'm sure. I have a couple of fun facts, if that's Go okay. For it. Yes, please. So, I know they say the director worked in animation. I could only find two movies that he worked on. He may have worked on more, but the only two I could find was... Um, Fantasia and Bambi. Mm. And then while I was watching the movie, I I loved the music. I felt yeah. like the music did a very good job of um, like bringing emotion and feeling to what was happening. Like for like when you're watching the Avalanche, the drama that they're able to bring into the music, I thought was amazing. So I wanted to look up who composed. And for the music, the composer for it was Oliver Wallace, who did a whole bunch of other movies. And I, so he did Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Dumbo, Cinderella, Old Yeller, and Alice in Wonderland, just to name a few. There's a lot more, hmm. um, but those were just like the big ones that most people would probably recognize that he did the music for. I thought that name sounded familiar when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I've seen that somewhere before. Yeah. I really enjoyed the music as well. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I just don't... <laughs> For someone who worked on Bambi, as Steph was just pointing out with how authentic it is and how much time and effort they put into getting, like, the movement of a deer correct, I hope the wolves pull over his eyes, too, because if he was behind that, I'd be upset. Yeah. I would think he must have played 
hard take to in, to in some form being the director. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Which isn't very nice. That's disappointing, sir. It is. <clears throat> so we don't have any characters this time because... Yeah, but we never do with the True Lifes. Right. And I thought it was going to focus, like more on the polar bears like i thought it was gonna like go back to it more but it didn't which was fine because i learned about a lot of other animals but who knows if any of that is correct i I trust nothing (laughs) anymore um i know some of these animals so i know some of them are true (laughs) (laughs) it helps having someone who is relatively close to where this well i'm not i mean i don't live near polar bears no no no, i know i know but where are you sure? And... <laughs> are you sure? They're not in your backyard. Not polar bears. Oh. I have bears in my backyard, but not polar bears. <laughs> See, that's even foreign to I us have, like, some of the time. Honey bears and cinnamon bears and black bears in my backyard. Oh, you have poo bears. Oh, that's awesome. They're not that nice. <laughs> They're not that mean or anything either. You just don't want to get too close. And I have coyotes in my backyard. Not that there's coyotes in this one, but I have coyotes in my backyard. And... We have coyotes. Yeah, we have coyotes. I saw one once in the street. It was cute. Kept yeah, as it they was are, digging they through are garbage. Nice. We can hear them, like, <laughs> singing their songs at night in the summertime Aww. when they're... Like Katie's breeding like, oh, and it's really so creepy. Cute. It is cute. I love anything. I love wolves, coyotes, foxes. Coyotes are mean. They eat people's oh. dogs, Katie. I was gonna say we <laughs> hunt them out here. <laughs> they do. They do. We hunt them out here because they're um so like where I live, farming is a big, big thing and um in calving season when all the baby cows are born, you have to hunt the coyotes because they will follow you can cut this part out if you want. <laughs> but they'll follow, like, a cow that they know is going to drop her calf. And they'll follow her and follow her. And then when she drops their calf, they'll eat the baby calf before it actually has a chance to get up and run away. Yeah. It's very smart. It <laughs> is, sad. it is. But, I mean, so we hunt them to try and prevent that. Right. Then they do a, a, a house a couple doors down from us. Their dog was dragged away. The dog was survived but was quite mangled from the coyote. And then, like I said, we get them in our backyard. And we had our dog tied up in the back. And I watched one come into the yard at towards my dog. It was the scariest thing ever. So I watched her. Um, Shane said it was likely a female. I don't know how he knows that, but somehow he does. And I watched her come into the yard. And I was doing the dishes. And I could see her coming towards my dog. So I ran around the house to scare her away and she left and then I told Shane and he said what they do is they try to lure your dog away from the house Uh, so she wouldn't have tried to take Trigger down by herself but she would have like lured him away and then like the pack would have taken him down which is just like so horrible to think of yeah Yeah, that's crazy that is but you can cut that part out if you want (laughs) I think it's super interesting it is it is but it's that's that's where I live. <laughs> I appreciate some real life facts, not fake facts. Fake Truth. facts of little hamsters yes. jumping off of cliffs. Yes. All right. Do we want to talk about our favorite scene and animal? Yeah. Um. So my favorite scene actually is the very, very beginning with the animation and how it's like, I love, and they do this in all the beginning of all of the uh, True Life Adventures, where they take, like, the paintbrush, and then, like, you see, they, like, paint 
kind of what you're gonna see mm-hmm. um and then it transitioned into like the glaciers and the avalanche and like the music there was just really awesome um i like that consistency a lot yeah and then my favorite animal is the wolves because the the cubs right cubs mm-hmm. pups mm-hmm. probably cubs either. cubs uh they're just so cute Maybe it's my love for Remus Lupin <laughs> that made me just love the wolves. <laughs> That's fair. It was just, and, but but close second to that would be the polar bears because the babies were so funny and so cute, like just so playful. Yeah. I liked how the cubs were like mischievous on their own and I I thought it was interesting how they were able to like go off on their own before their mom even like awoke from hibernation (laughs) yeah and then they like came back to her so I thought that was cute makes me nervous yeah I agree but clearly it works so I can't imagine in reality that they would wander that far I'd like to think they would be relatively yeah. close, but I, I guess yeah. we, there's no way to know for sure. True. Uh, my two favorite parts. I have two favorite parts. Um, I loved. I think they were called a golden eye duck, and they were showing them spinning in a circle. Yes. Oh yeah. To whirlwind their food. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so cute when they're just like spinning in a circle <laughs> in the water. I told. I don't know. It would. I found it very amusing. It was, and then it I just funny. overall, in general, loved the the baby polar bears. I liked the part where the one was like lower and the other one was up on like a, yeah. like a snow edge, and he <laughs> was pushing the snow down onto his sibling. Yes. Oh They're my so gosh, smart. I couldn't get over that. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> was so they funny. are such smart animals. Oh. So the, my favorite animal, I don't know, it's hard. I really like the musks, osk, and the caribou. But that's probably like the hunter in me that really liked them. Right. And the and the lemmings just look like little hamsters. Like you look like you could just take them home with you. I can't believe that those survive in like an Arctic area. I know. That was really like bizarre to me. Oh, I also okay. One other part I really liked was when they were talking about the walruses and they were scratching themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Rubbing themselves on the rocks. I have that one written down too. I really thought that was adorable. Yeah, that was cute. That was so cute. We were laughing pretty hard whenever they like their little feet were moving around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like watching them climb up the 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 rocks. How it was like they basically the babies. No, oh, both of them. How they they were just like had to flop their body and then like pull it up and then flop (laughs) their body like giant slugs. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) with teeth. Yeah, which is terrifying. (laughs) Let's see, my favorite scene. I don't know. Like I, I guess I just liked the whole thing because I like learning facts like i loved learning that beluga whales are actually part dolphin i had no idea um i liked actually getting to see a wolverine because i don't think i've ever seen one before and they're like can we just mention bailey with the beluga whales bailey from finding dory i just i love her oh Oh, yeah i love him sorry (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's working we watched that one a lot in this house look at how swollen my head is i get it really hard out there 
<laughs> it's supposed to be like that, Bailey. You're a beluga. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> that one's only, you know, years away from us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like learning all the fun facts like I always do and like I do with all the true life adventures. Um, favorite animal. Meg stole it, but you know, I've loved wolves before she did, so This is true, she did. <laughs> I just love that they like mate for life. Oh, I do love that, yeah. And oh I yes, love... that is so wonderful, I think. Yes. I love how they work together. Yeah. Like none of them are left behind. It's just like it's a total pack. Total family. Little, yes. And the little pups with their little Cubs. wagging tails. I want to call them pups. I think they're cubs. I mean, I believe. I don't know. I, just I don't know what pups. they are. Maybe they're pups. I have no clue. I've so always cute. called them cubs, but that might be wrong. No, I think you guys are right. I'm just being stubborn because pups sounds cute to me. Like a dog. Yeah. Hmm. I'll just say to the mate for life, a lot of migratory birds, like ducks, mate for life also. They don't oh, mention that cool. in the documentary, but lots of them do mate for they life. They should also. have because that's a true fact instead of a <laughs> fake fact. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to that duck that was spinning in the water though because i looked at meg and i was like this is like a cartoon like i can't believe something it was in so real funny. life yeah, yeah it does this it was like when my cat chases his tail yeah <laughs> right. but he's hunting can we talk uh. about the ducks falling out of the tree <laughs> i know i thought that they were I gonna like, hurt themselves they're bouncing <laughs> oh yeah yeah it'll be fine they're okay i was like they're bouncing they're flying out of the trees and they're hitting the ground and they're bouncing <laughs> they're little cute little wings i know they're so oh. floofy very fluffy yeah as were the polar bear cubs i know like yeah. the older ones they like, look like samoys yeah the, the older dog. ones, clearly they've been through stuff, you know, so they, you know, the frigate's a little yellow, but mm-hmm. the babies are just, like, pure fluffy white. Yeah. So cute. Least favorite? Least favorite. I mean, like, do we even need to have this conversation? <laughs> it's the lemmings. Okay, I don't... It's a really obvious one. I have a not as obvious one picked out, but there is a really obvious thing not to like about this movie. So. Yeah, and it's not, like, I don't dislike the lemmings, just that scene is awful. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. I also didn't really like whenever... Didn't the Wolverine catch something? A baby offspring? Yes. That was sad. That's the one I have written down as, like, the <laughs> non-obvious one. Yeah. It's like, was... oh, it felt so bad. And, like, I'm normally somebody, again, who's, like... It's just nature, like, when the wolves were taking down the caribou, like, and they explain how they take down the weaker, older ones, and, like, it's, like, the circle of life and whatever, but somehow, like, the the wolverine eating that baby bird, that really bugged me. I think it bugged me so much because, like, <clears throat> the, the wolverine is, like, known to be gluttonous, so, like, did it really yeah. need to go and kill that baby bird? I don't think that it did. I think it was probably full. It was just bored and yeah. wanted to climb a tree, so it did. And the mom trying to fight for it. Yeah, it was, like, heartbreaking. Yeah, that was a hard part to watch. Katie, do you have anything different to add to this? Um, I will say, obviously Lemmings, but I will say that when that little, I'm gonna say, it's not, I don't know what the actual name of it is, but that little weasel, when it- An ermine. Yes, when it stole the eggs. I just felt so bad for the egg, because he just, like, cracked it open and was like- slurping it down and I felt so bad <laughs> see I didn't that didn't I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> he's just like he's, I don't know I've seen weasels and stuff and they're so cute yes when you see them in real life they're so vicious but they're adorable yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I didn't really care about that part. I didn't get sad. kind of sad about the little <laughs> egg. <laughs> I mean, like, it still just looked like an egg that I would crack, like, in my house. So it wasn't like it was this little tiny baby bird that wasn't fully developed. It was just like... <laughs> you just pushed that part out of your mind. Right. Yeah, I don't think about that. It was just like it was like but an egg exactly that I had in my fridge. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I also, like, just don't have sympathy for birds, usually, except that osprey. I'm just not a fan of birds. They freak me out. I don't like them. They're usually ugly. You like cardinals? That's, like, the only bird that I like, and, and I still would never want to touch one. You like phoenixes? Yeah, they're fictional. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. What did we take away from it? Yeah. Be honest in your filmmaking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And just appreciate nature. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I always take away from all of these true life adventure films. Appreciate nature. And, like, especially because we were talking about animals, like, way up north. It just made me, you know, it reminded me, this isn't in the film at all, but, you know, like, climate change is a thing. And if there's anything that we can do to, like, help protect their home, we mm-hmm. should do it. Mm-hmm. So, science is real climate change is a thing uh i don't know if you've ever watched bill nye um, yes on netflix he does an episode on climate change it's really good yeah i need to watch it i've it's like the to. new one on netflix it's yeah like it's been on my great. to watch list yeah there's one on climate change and it's it's really all of them are really good but like that's a good one i um, was for sure obsessed with bill nye yes. whenever i was younger <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That was the daily, that was, that was the show I watched daily when I was younger in grade school. I think for me, like what I took away is, yeah, just kind of like makes me question a lot about a lot of other, I watch a lot of documentary movies, mostly about history, um, but they're always from the point of view who makes them. So it kind of like, I've watched different ones on most history ones that I've watched around World War Two and I don't think it matters whose point of view you watch a movie about that one on and it's oh, you're gonna always take the one side but True. other ones like uh what's the one about a McDonald's oh supersize me supersize me <laughs> and then I've watched other health ones on food and it's it's always from the perspective of who's making it so it this kind of puts that in perspective for me that you know you can't always take a documentary as like fact solid fact yeah they're they are made by human and will contain human error and they will contain opinion and in this one complete straight up false material so that's a really fair point and still won an academy award yeah (laughs) yeah they're not even being punished for lying it's just like you're getting literally a reward i bet you it wasn't uncovered until after the fact though and like probably i mean you're probably right what can you got away with it for a while can revoke that stuff yeah but it's not common so yeah i'm gonna take away you know don't lie in your filmmaking i really want to know <laughs> what you could possibly have gained from that because what does someone do or at least me i hear a cool fun fact i want to tell everybody about it because i think it's cool and i want to share it with everyone else so if i were to see this and i did and i would have told someone do you know what lemmings do it's crazy and sad they don't do that yeah no mm-hmm. aside from that as you guys said, you know, respect nature, help all our animals because it's real. Global warming is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And what it, this stuff looked like when they shot it probably doesn't look like that anymore now. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 
actually when I was watching the scenes with the polar bears, I've um is it Planet Earth? Is that the one where yeah. they talk about there is one and they talk about the polar bears and there is the one male polar bear and they show him swimming and then they don't show it but they cut they kind of add at the end of the movie that he ends up dying because he never finds land, um, which has a lot to do with climate change and um, like the ice caps and stuff all melting. So he had nowhere to go. And I I couldn't stop thinking about that when I'm seeing these baby polar bears, just because in the short time that this movie was made to now, like it it probably has drastically changed. Like, I don't know, but in what is the 1958 is the movie. Yeah. Like, were polar bears on the endangered species list where now they are? Right. Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. I've never looked. I just, that's what I could think. That's what I was thinking of. That's sad. We need to do our part. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's all for white wilderness. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What way? <laughs> <laughs> so, super big thank you to Steph. As always, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Yes, thank, thank you. you. You always bring something to the table. Oh, thank you. I felt less prepared for the last one, but I felt like I I upped my game this time around. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like that, too. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, little side note, since this is the first day of Podmas, we probably, or we won't be doing Disney memories that you guys send in between now and... December 25th. December 25th. Because we'll just, I mean, we'll run out of them, and I want them for our regular episodes when we come yeah. back in January. I don't want to speed through those. Yeah. So, um, but we might sprinkle a few holiday memories of our own throughout the month mm-hmm. if we think of it as we're recording. Yeah. I don't know if we have one today, but that's Not really. okay. It's okay. All right. That's the end of the episode. And All the right. end of day one of Podmas. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm terrified, but excited. Yeah, you guys are insane. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So if any of that sounds interesting, if you want to join us for the rest of the month leading up to the holidays, uh, we can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you hit that little subscribe button so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. We also have a uh, Facebook group, and I've posted the document with our whole list of movies that we're going to be watching along with availability to be on the show with us. So if you're interested in joining us, just head on over to the group and make sure you check out that document and comment, email, or message us and let me know what you're interested in and I'll get you on the list to join us. Also, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grownupkidspod. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to watch Tonka ahead of tomorrow's episode. It's a good one, guys. I'm just telling you. It actually is a good one. I did add it to my list of ones that I wanted to actually watch. It's a good one. Highly recommend. And don't forget, adults are only kids. Grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.